Then let's forget what we should have done earlier and continue with what we should do now. Bat generic Batman music. Ah. The streets of Gotham City cry out for help. Homelessness, murder, theft, and hunger plague the metropolis. One man stands guard against the darkness. In his possession are all the means to correct the deadly problems of Gotham. As he looks out upon the ill-lit alleyways, he waits for his chance to do justice. Help! Help! I ought to arrest you right now, slime. You're lucky I have coffee going cold back at the diner. And you better not be caught sleeping on my sidewalk again, punk, or you'll be dealing with more than bruises. Oh. Oh. What a city. If the only there were someone who could change this. Oh, dear God. Oh, shit. Uh, Jesus, who are you? I am the Knight. I seek out those who create injustice in Gotham. I am... Batman! No. These streets are kept safe from the evil villains of Gotham by my personal intercedence. That's why I'm here to clean you out. Ah, no, no, stop! I, I'm all tied up. I can't leave if you tie me up. I know you don't think much about property values, but the wealthy citizens of Gotham deserve a return on their real estate investments. I'm going to show you to respect them. Uh, wait. Wait, I know you. No, no you don't. I'm the knight. Yeah, yeah, you were at the police station earlier. You said there were people camping out behind Wayne Industries that you needed to get swept. You're you're Bruce Wayne. No, no, I'm the Batman. You're the billionaire who inherited his weapons manufacturing company from his parents. Thomas and Martha Wayne were paragons of virtue and great advocates for Gotham. What are you talking about? Your parents organized and funded illegal experiments at Arkham Asylum. Also, you haven't exactly been giving back to Gotham. And, and that means if you're Batman, then you've just been... Letting these supervillain people run around the city instead of fixing Arkham and letting them be humanely rehabilitated. Those facilities are under development. D didn't you also fund a campaign to make sure the street cleaners in Gotham couldn't unionize? Um, I don't know anything yeah, about... Yeah, yeah, I remember. You, you have what you called a private clean streets program. What... What does that mean? Those automated machines I have running sweeps of the city are one of the only things keeping our streets safe from the hands of vagrants like you. Couldn't you have just spent a fraction as much turning our overcrowded private prisons into homeless shelters and rehab clinics? Look, I'm the hero Gotham deserves. You gave me these tax cuts, and I'm using them how I see fit. Saving everyone's ass in the least efficient and most self-gratifying way possible. Hey there, I'm Phil. And I'm Kyle. And we are the Unsociablists. And uh, as you may have noticed, we started this episode with a, a bit of a rag on one of history's greatest superheroes who we both love very dearly. I do absolutely love Batman, actually. Like, he, for one, coolest villains. Oh, yeah. For two, I mean, just like the aesthetic and like the Batman story is just so cool like it's, everything about it i love because i'm a comic book nerd yeah it's one of the original um, uh, amazing tragedy building a super awesome superhero type stories however the fact remains that when the revolution comes we need to be uh, unafraid to and put an end to any billionaires and uh batman would in fact sadly qualify 
Yeah, so fuck Batman. He's not making out of the revolution, at least not with his billions. He doesn't keep to his super suit. Um, it sucks because the super suit's cool and all, but also, like, sinking several billion dollars into some R&D rather than, you know, paying taxes or, you know, recycling that money back into your workforce doesn't make a whole lot of sense if you're trying to make Gotham safer. Mm-hmm. At the end of the day, he could definitely use that money in a way that was uh, more effective for bringing the people of the city up on a more uh, social level, at which point there might not be as much need to police the streets every night because, you know, people would be happy, healthy, and generally well cared for. Um, right. We're not talking about just, like, the Joker, obviously, who's, like, for one, another badass villain. We're not talking about the crazy, like, scarecrow types. We're talking, well, I guess if you're looking at, you know, Dark Knight Batman, we are talking about the scarecrow types where he's just, like, some petty drug dealer. Why is Batman chasing him down? It doesn't really need to be that way if you would instead just, you know, have the ability to recognize your place in society as a not always positive one which i think billionaires have a huge problem with like they think they believe so much in this meritocracy that they kind of expect that all of their decisions are ultimately the right ones not mm -hmm. just because you know they have some sort of moral compass but also because they have this meritocratic meritocratic like winning stance they've literally been given a opportunity to uh ignore the what couldn't uh, what constitutes good and evil to an average person because they have lived a life where that metric doesn't apply to them so they always have the option to perceive their actions as good because simply because they needn't even observe us on a personal level i'm shuffling papers very important I've got a big office i'm a billionaire I'm... Mm, somebody seems to be coming up to the door uh, sarah hold my calls please Master Bruce, sir. Yes, Alfred. Please, come in. Yes, sir. Lovely afternoon here at the top of Wayne Tower, don't you think? Looking down on the city, monitoring it, as you might say. Lovely. Uh, how can I help you this morning? Well, sir, it's uh, certainly quite lovely this high above Gotham. I have come with some rather unfortunate news, however. Oh? Out with it, Alfred. Is the city in danger? Well, sir, you see... Have one or another of the many supervillains I've defeated escaped from the severely underfunded and inadequate asylum that we keep putting them in? Actually, sir, it's not that, it's... Have I inadvertently created yet another villain by my superheroics? No, sir, it's, um... Tell me, Alfred, the city needs me. I'm the only person capable of doing right in a world full of wrong. Well, Master Bruce, there's actually some policemen downstairs and a man from the IRS. They seem to have noticed some irregularities in the R&D department. Oh. Well, that is significantly less exciting. Quite, sir. However, I do believe it may be even more dire. Would you like me to show them up? Mm, yes, I suppose we must. Please, Alfred, put on some coffee once you've shown up our guests. Then I would like you to wait for me in the Batcave. As you wish, sir. My greatest enemy yet, the Taxman has come to see how they can take down Gotham's savior. I suppose I could always move to Metropolis. I mean, I don't necessarily think we'd need to guillotine them. I think we just need to 
take away all their wealth in excess of an even cool $1 million, leave them all with $1 million, very peaceable, you know. And it's like, all right, you can still get to all live lives of relative exorbitance compared to the average person. Exorbitance isn't a word, I don't think. Exorbitant is. Whatever. Yeah, what is excess. Lives of excess. <laughs> um, but, you know, you know you, uh, you're lucky we're not shooting you out of a cannon into the sun. So, you know, call it a win for – call it a win-win there. And then we take – reappropriate yeah. all their excess beyond their first million and turn it into money for social programs. Yeah, honestly, that's a pretty uh, – I think that's a fair shake for those fellows, a lot fairer than they've given any of us. Oh, for sure. They sh- they've basically committed war crimes for the most part. They should all be – I just I feel like we can we can do this peaceably. Yes, let's try at least I guess until we can't. I mean, yeah. Unfortunately, what's really going to happen though is if they ever feel like their money is genuinely threatened, they will hire mass armies to stop any kind of revolution. So we need yeah. to be really ready to fight if we Although, really want to change it. I'll, after seeing how like mercenary operations worked for that um, Silver Corp guy who went down to Venezuela, <laughs> yeah. um, if that's what we're up against, I think we might be all right. I'll just go talk to the people who fish down by the fucking creek, and they'll be able to take care of them. <laughs> yeah, I mean, when uh, when even the most uh, quote unquote trained killers and green berets uh, can get taken out by some. Uh, Venezuelan farmers, and you know, maybe it gives you a little bit of hope that a revolution could work in our favor. And I know this episode's about billionaires, but in light of current events, it can't help you look at. We can't help but look at uh, what's going on in Minneapolis and say maybe the people are getting ready to actually fight the machine. Right now, it's rip- racist cops, but you know, they're a stepping stone on the way to the class war we need. I try to articulate this to my my family whenever I'm talking about like. You know these these protests um, in Minneapolis and in other cities uh, that it's like cops are the front line of capital basically that their uh, sole or at least primary purpose is to encourage and create an environment where uh, capital can reign supreme right like they're mm-hmm. there essentially to maintain the order prop up the system. And the system is obviously racist. I mean, capitalism was built on colonialism and slavery. At least American capitalism certainly was built on slavery. And it's not as though we've ever reckoned with that part of our history or taken the time to think about capitalism as a non-perfect good. It's becoming a more of a public uh, question in the public mind which is definitely good the uh, yeah. the idea that capitalism is not flawless and i think we are we uh, this might be us starting to see the first cracks and all all solidarity of course with the folks who are out there uh, taking direct action oh, absolutely uh i'll take a quick second if you're interested go ahead and uh, donate to the uh, bail fund for people arrested in these minnesota protests i'll link that in in the episode then that's still a way you can contribute in a very real way to make a difference in this active uh, protest process. It can be told in few enough words. We are not certain of his intentions even yet. Let's talk about what really is a billion dollars. Let's just think about the nature of a billion and the kind of number it is. 
It's fucking huge. A friend of mine, actually, incidentally, they gave me a really neat little factoid. If you made $1 a second, uh, like just time froze and you made a dollar a second, it would take over 6,000 years for you to catch up to Jeff Bezos' wealth. Jesus. Getting a dollar a second every second. But you'd make your first billion somewhere around the six, what, the 500 mark. I don't so it know. Only take I, half a millennium. I mean, let me look up where you'd make that first billion a dollar a second. Because I know there's like three million seconds in a year. Three point seven million. Let me see. Seconds. Could we get in a them? year? There are three million one hundred and fifty-four thousand seconds in a year. So it would take yeah. So you're you know you're about it would be only about three hundred and fifty years to make your first billion. That's nothing. Not too bad. No. But in one year, you would have already made three million, which is significantly more than than I, I I've ever considered having in my life. Absolutely, it's uh, and yeah, that's three million sounds like a ridiculous amount of money. That's that's the kind of money that someone like like we said, making one dollar every single second is makes in a year, and it's ridiculous, and it's still like pennies to billionaires. $3,600 an hour, which is an absurd wage, would be garbage wages for someone like Jeff Bezos, oh, yeah. who, who we're going to rag on a lot because he's the current number one evil. But even the quote-unquote good ones like Warren Buffett and Bill Gates would, would consider $3,600 an hour to be garbage wages. Meanwhile, they pay the people working for them less than 15 Of course. Eh, to Bezos' credit, he pays them 15 He just murders them in the process. Tonight, we have a brand new episode of Undercover Boss. Amazon CEO Jeff Bezos will be working on the front lines with one of his warehouse teams. Will they help you? <coughs> will they be? <coughs> oh, excuse me. Will they be up to scratch or will he have to put them in their place? Find out now in an all new Undercover Boss. Hey, everyone. I'm the new guy who's starting today. So what's the uh, general uh, procedure? You're Jeff Bezos. Uh, I assure you, I'm just a fellow working-class human being like yourself. You must have me confused with someone else. I've never heard of this Jeff Bezos, but he sounds like a real cool guy. Seriously, though, I've, I've seen your face on magazine covers. Nope, nope, I think you're wrong. Also, you're fired. Pack up your shit and leave. I mean, I, I can't fire people. Don't be silly. Anyway, who's in charge here? Well, the floor manager died of coronavirus last week, but the computer system tells us what to do, and we kind of just keep filling these orders. We were all kind of rallied around Carl, but uh, he collapsed uh, from exhaustion. That's uh, him over there. But he's just lying there. How's he supposed to turn a profit for me? I mean, for Amazon, our fine company, when he's in a crumpled heap. Uh, he's dead. We wanted to help him when we first saw him collapse, but the the last time that happened, the regional manager saw the camera footage and fired everyone involved. As well he should. Anyway, why are we just standing here chit-chatting? Let's get to work, guys. Ah, nothing as satisfying as good hard work. Am I right, fellas? Um, sh sure. So, how much more do we have to get done today? Well, we, we've been at it for about three minutes, so eight hours worth. Uh, yeah, of course. Damn, this is really exhausting. Uh, I'm sure no one will mind if I sit down for a minute. What the hell? Did you uh, know all the uh, chairs are rigged with alarms? 
You are the uh, CEO, after all. I wasn't informed of this. Um, and, of course, I wouldn't be because I'm just a lowly worker. But anyway, I need to remember to give the regional manager here a raise and steal that idea for the other warehouses. Anyway, can I at least get a drink of water? Nope. Uh, water break time isn't until the uh, four-hour mark. Right, that makes total sense. Back to work, everyone. Nothing to see here. Surely we're nearly done now. We've only been here for two hours. Come on, new guy. You gotta get your shit together. You know what? Screw this. I have an announcement that will shock you all. I'm secretly Amazon CEO, Jeff Bezos. You guys showed me this warehouse work is really taxing and the conditions are nearly unbearable. Oh, oh, wow. I guess seeing our plight firsthand really showed you the light. Uh, does, does this mean we'll be getting raises and uh, more break time? Of course not. It's been made clear to me that the more humane action to take is to fire all of you and replace you with drones and robots. Thanks for opening my eyes, everyone. I'm off to take a bath in water obtained from the peak of Mount Everest while two supermodels sit with me who really don't want to be there. This has been another exciting episode of Undercover Boss. Join us next week when Bob Iger straight up shoots a Disneyland ride worker for calling him a bitch. Yeah, the sheer idea of earning a billion dollars is unfathomable. Because no one, no one can possibly have done that much, quote unquote, contribution to society, which I think is how our wealth is factored directly in capitalism, supposedly. The one thing that's interesting to me is that there's never really, for a lot of capitalists, like a question. Like they always say they've created value, but they never express what that necessary, what that creation process necessarily is. Is creation of value? similar to like the labor form of value or is it something where um as i think that it really is when they're talking about creating value is it something financialized is it something where they have um essentially taken m which is you know money and turned it into m prime which is just you know more money more money uh that basic marxist uh equation where you should have a C somewhere in there, but these days they've been able to get rid of the C, the commodity, and mm-hmm. essentially skip and just be like, oh yeah, investing, M, M prime, got it. Yeah, and I mean, it's at what point do you have to just start calling investing in market speculation a form of labor, which is obvious, such obvious nonsense that uh, they, they have to keep finding workarounds to not address that. Yeah, workarounds like, I don't know keep giving themselves huger and huger bonus packages. So I don't, I think they're just justifying it in the same way that it's like, yeah, no, um, we've created value. Of course you will hear those quote unquote capitalist success stories. Oh, what about the, uh, what about the people who really started with nothing and really just made their billion by sheer force of will and show that the American dream is alive and well, the people like Kendall Jenner or Oprah. (laughs) Yeah. Those folks. Uh, all on their own, making a billion dollars. It's definitely sad. I mean, and even the cases like Oprah, you know, who genuinely did start from a place of poverty, somewhere along the way, she, uh, she, she I think that she had uh, earned every right with her charismatic personality and 
granted occasionally bullshit, but self-help that people seem to want. She has every right to have a comfortable life. But as soon as you start, but as soon as you start having your own television network and making money on the sheer concept of, of just being and making absurd amounts of money while you're at it, then you're, uh, you're, it's literally the socialism for me, not for thee. At the end of the day, you can't, or you can't amass that that billion dollar mark, or or even near it, and uh, have done it with a good conscience. Right, because I mean, the ultimate, um, like I mentioned earlier, is they want to find that M prime, and in a lot of instances, finding that M prime, whether it's for Oprah or for Bezos, is cutting out labor costs. And when they say labor costs, they mean your wages. They mean things that you rely on for work or rely on for living, while they have so much more and are so much more secure with their, uh, not only their fantastical way of life, but, you know, even the basic things that you and I kind of have to struggle and budget for. Mm -hmm. Like, there comes a point where they just don't have any sight of that. None. And uh, it's, it's unfortunate because, you know, they... It's not that it, it, I don't think that every billionaire was inherently an evil person to begin with, but if you've made it to that point, you've attained a degree of evil. Of course. It's not necessarily even that, because I've worked directly for a billionaire, and it was one of the worst jobs I've fucking ever had. And the guy, like, interpersonally, he's fine, I guess. I didn't particularly care for him, but a lot of people liked him. He was old as hell. Um, Surprise. This old white guy was interpersonally just, you know, whatever. Sometimes he pissed me off, but even if you have that interpersonal goodness, even if you're like a decent person to your family, the societal role you're playing is evil. You are evil in that sense if you have a billion dollars because a billion dollars cannot be made by you it has to be made on the backs of others yeah like even in the recent uh, democratic presidential primary um tom what's it why am i blanking tom uh, steyer steyer yeah. thank you tom steyer seems like a real chill dude he has a lot of the right ideas but at the end of the day he's amassed an absurd amount of wealth that no one person should have and he could be instituting those ideas very directly if he uh if he wanted to yeah um, the guy, Rather than just talking about him. Yeah, like, he wasn't even the only billionaire in that fucking race. Is Bloomberg, of course, who dumped, oh, yeah. what was it, like $300 million into his fucking ad buys and literally made it back in like a week. It was whatever. Yeah, I, uh, and I, I hate when I hear the, the, the take, uh, oh, well, at least he blew his money. <laughs> He's an evil billionaire. Now he has less money. It's like, no, he doesn't. He really doesn't. He probably made money. I'm saying, oh, like, just yeah, just on having that public forum and getting that, getting that uh, ad time, as it were. Right. It's like billionaires in general shouldn't exist, but Bloomberg in particular, he's interpersonally also an evil person. Mm-hmm. Like, it, it, you had a con a conflict between uh, a man who had like 1.7 billion and a man who had six sixty something billion, and one of them seemed like he might have been a nicer dude, and it was the one with less money. Yeah. Uh, the other guy was evil. And, flat and out. also fucking 
you know, did stop and frisk massively racist programs. But yeah, the extent to which uh, billionaires are just going so mask off in politics that they're just flat out running for president instead of uh, what they have historically done, which is influence politics from behind the curtain. It's it definitely leads to scary times. But like, I mean, heck, you still even like even though honestly, it's been just as scary when the billionaires uh, like, you know, the George Soros's, the Sheldon Adelson's have spent the last several uh, decades influencing politics from without without a uh, nearly as much people paying attention to them absolutely you know it's obvious when tom steyer and when uh bloomberg run for president that it's like oh billionaires oh they're running for president oh they want power oh they're mm-hmm. oligarchs i know that's a bad word but it's but... very true in our current society and uh, all and has been since capitalism has allowed it to be that way. Right. I mean, and what's hilarious is they will uh, they will say all the right things in public forums. Sheldon Adelson said flat out, oh, I don't think money should be in politics. I think we should uh, make laws against it. But while it's the case, you know, who am I to disagree? That's how the laws work. Right, and we're talking about, like, you know, George Soros is, because he is Jewish, he is often targeted by the right wing. And he is, of course, a Democratic donor, Sheldon Adelson being um, a counterpart who uh, basically does the opposite kind of, well, the same kind of funding, but for the opposition party. I mean, you would call it opposition, I guess. You know, it's fucking two capitalist parties. We already Two sides of the same coin, yep. Yeah. Do you want the ones who will say slightly less racist things while they beat you down in a submission? I mean, we'll still bomb other countries, we'll still, uh, you know, allow police to kill indiscriminately in the streets, we'll still allow uh, millions of people to go bankrupt under medical debt, but, but... But our billionaires are so much nicer to claim George Soros is any in any way a better person than Sheldon Adelson is a far cry. Right, Sheldon Adelson is a fucking piece of shit but i can't imagine that any billionaire especially one who's making their money through like arms deals and through uh finance capital is going to be a good person yeah they're all they're all out for whatever can make them their whatever can make their billions be slightly more billiony and i mean here's the the real crazy thing you have to say is uh with our government it serves capital not the people um yeah, we have people who are supposed to be our public servants who are also worth absurd amounts of money. And uh, you, sure, sure, you might say they're not technically billionaires, but where do we draw the line? What's the difference between $999 million and a billion? Right. Is it like that last you know, dollar before you make the transition into the seventh digit? Or not seventh digit. Nine, Jesus. Tenth digit. Tenth digit. That's how ridiculous yeah, billionaires Matt. are. Ugh. But uh, yeah, that that la- final transition into the tenth digit, you become some sort of like, I don't know, you get, become possessed. Like, no, I think there's, they're obviously, you know, even down into like small business tyrants who are just as evil interpersonally and societally as um, someone like Bezos at a grander scale, mm-hmm. or like. Uh... Or people who are seated in, like I said, seats in the government. People like, you know, like Nancy Pelosi is worth over $100 million. And she's more than happy to say mean things about Trump and say all the right buzzwords. And then when it comes to signing the big tax breaks for billionaires, she she was there in a heartbeat. Oh, yeah. I mean, one of the best things that um, 
happened to folks like Nancy Pelosi, folks like Chuck Schumer, is losing their majority because they can now um, serve capital with with, with the with within a impunity. system that they can basically be expunged of guilt. Right? Oh, we all all us Democrats voted against it. We just knew we couldn't. Eh. But it's funny how as soon as the Democrats have the majority, suddenly three or four of them are like, "Ah, oh, well, we're going to vote over here, though." Oh yeah. As oh, long yeah. as they they have to suddenly have that that break point where uh, they can make sure that capital is still being served, and if they and if a few of them need to look more evil, so be it. Yeah, they'll sell out a few lower level Democrats, and but it'll still be called on the Republicans who vote right, in mass. As long as our systems exists to prop up billionaires as long as capitalism is the the end-all be-all of america's philosophy uh i have a feeling the republican party will outlive the democratic party if only because of the usefulness of having that full entire unanimous party of scapegoats at the end of the day those tax cuts will keep on getting passed as they have done all throughout history sensible secret service agents Ah, what a beautiful day in sunny 2019. Why did I say that? I think I'm having a stroke. Oh, please be fatal. Please be fatal. Please be fatal. Please. Nope, please. never mind. I'm all good. Ah, damn it. Anyway, it's time to sign this new tax bill. Pelosi was on board, which I don't love, but I still think it's important law-passing stuff. So, uh, Mr. President, what kind of legislation is it? Hey, stop showing off, you. Anyway, it's a very important document that will make sure tax breaks go to the people who need them most. The severely beleaguered? And the overworked poor? Those in crippling medical debt? Don't be stupid. Why would they need more money? They barely have any already. No, there's no point in giving it to them. It's all for the billionaires. I think maybe if I tell them they're all about to get a lot richer, they'll let me hang out in their fancy clubhouse again. But sir, that's nonsensical. The extremely wealthy have already gotten bigger tax breaks on multiple occasions in the past decades. Why, back in the 1950s, billionaires paid a 91% income tax, and since then it's dropped to below 30%. Do you think it needs to be even lower? Um, yeah, yeah, I do. Here's my signature, and that's that. By the way, I don't love how my signature looks here, and if it wasn't such an important document, I'd have it shredded. Ah, uh, damn. This is giving me some serious deja vu. Mr. President, why wouldn't we give these tax cuts to the impoverished instead of the richest Americans? Capitalism is the most American thing there is, son. Anyway, my master Dick Cheney told me if I don't sign it, terrorists are going to blow up another building. With all due respect, sir, Cheney is one of the most evil men to ever walk the planet, and I, I don't know why you listen to him. Now, don't you go questioning Cheney. He's the one who gives me my special medicine that definitely keeps my heart working properly and isn't making my head feel wobbly at all. Sir, I, I beg you to reconsider. You have the authority to veto that bill and demand something better for the American people. You could be remembered as a hero. Mm, nah, I'm definitely signing it. And done. Those rich folk are going to love this. Not again. And that's why it's so important to make sure these tax cuts go to the top 1%. We don't want any of those super predators getting their hands on it. Sir, that comment that the first lady made was extremely racially insensitive, and she should probably apologize publicly. 
no, no, I don't think that's a good idea. If we give the blacks an inch, they'll be begging for a mile. Next thing you know, we'll have billionaire rappers before we've even had time to appropriate that part of their culture. Well, after that crime bill you passed, I guess I shouldn't be surprised. I was just really hoping you'd be better than the last few guys. Nancy told me how important it is to sign this document. She said a friend of hers at the Socialites Club thought it was the most important legislation we'd get this decade. Sir, surely reducing the tax rate of billionaires from 70% to an infeasible 50% borders on the unacceptable. If you sign this bill, then the current generation of Americans may be the last one to enjoy the natural, bountiful wealth our country has to offer. They'll think everything is fine and have loads of children, not realizing that there won't be the same land of opportunity waiting for them when they grow up. That's just fine. We just need to blame their kids for being lazy. We can always pull a Nixon and blame it on the weed pot. I hope we never have another president this senile. So... It's settled. We will take grains from all the peasants of the land to save in times of hardship, while allowing the most wealthy denizens to eat their fill and completely disregard any concerns of a future economic collapse. After all, it's not like the slaves will ever rise up. <laughs> Your Excellence, you could simply give the slaves a fair serving of grains and water and stop whipping them. That would probably be a safer bet. You know... Everyone who works in my service wears a standard loincloth. What's the strange attire you bear? It's uh, it's called a suit. It's uh, I guarantee it'll prove more historically fitting. That sounds silly, but you're my top advisor, so I won't question it. Anyway, I think I'll stick with my plan. Taxing the poor and rewarding the rich for the labors of the poor will surely become the new norm after I show how successful it is. Uh, rah, I hope not. Sensible Secret Service Agent. It is pretty ridiculous that uh, people like Steve Jobs, Bill Gates, uh, how they can literally just uh, mix and match other people's ideas and uh, put it out as their own product and be the one to turn absurd amounts of money. Right. Like, Gates and Jobs didn't necessarily, either of them, ever even, I mean... We can say Gates definitely did steal IBM's that computer, mm. and he probably had his hands in it. But Jobs, I wouldn't say he did anything other than yell over Wozniak's shoulder. And, and uh, not to say that Wozniak didn't walk out with a fair chunk of change, but at the no, end of the no. day, Steve Jobs was worth over a hundred times more. Right. Uh, what what we're kind of looking at though is that um, all of that supposed innovation they've done was by collecting different types of already existing technology. You can talk about, say, I mean, the IBM computer he just straight up stole and then added other things to it in the same way that Apple created the iPhone where, you know, the internet existed, you just had a browser on there. Browsers existed, you just had a browser on there. Email existed, it just is now in your pocket. You know, yeah. uh, you're all you're really doing is taking a computer, of course, and putting it in your pocket, which is not necessarily innovation in the sense that you're not creating some new fantastical thing. You're just shrinking what we already have. 
Exactly. You're shrinking and then proliferating. I'm no better because I use a Samsung phone, and to be fair, both of those companies are owned by exorbitantly rich people with no scruples. Of course. But yeah, it's and that's the case for almost every technological product in this day and age, sadly. The, the other big thing we want to address is just the way the system works, the way that it's the best are the ones who have the most. It really turns people into numbers and uh, dehumanizes every individual it can just to keep the system running. One of the big things that uh, comes out of Marx's theory is the idea of alienation, where um, people are not only alienated from the product of their work, but also their humanity is alienated from them. So you end up being simply a cog. In Marx's case, he thought it was going to always be, you know, on a factory line. But in this case, you know, it, maybe it's at a sweatshop, working at a call center. Maybe you're still working at a factory. Maybe you're out uh, cooking food for, you know, restaurants, serving people who are wealthier than you. But it's all very dehumanizing in the sense that you have to become a function not for your own profit, not for your own um, gain, except beyond you know ensuring that you can eat that week, mm-hmm. but and, for I somebody mean, else. And yeah, and the people who are making the money, well, they could not care less whether you live or die. They don't even look at you as the same species. Plus, there are just different rules for billionaires. We just talk about, um, you know, we talk about the horrible safety. Uh, violations that Bezos is pretty much allowed to continue with because there's no oversight, there's no willingness to oversee him because he's fucking bringing jobs to your town. That's why we had that stupid H uh, HQ2 thing, what, a year ago. But, um, like, he's not even the only one who's getting away with it. What's his dick? Jeff Bezos, uh, not Jeff Bezos, what's his dick? Uh, Elon Musk was just given uh, pretty much carte blanche to be like, yeah, no, you can you can totally open your Tesla. We're in Alameda County, and we're just going to bow to your wishes because that's what we do for billionaires. Yeah, it is hilarious to see the Internet's favorite billionaire darling show his true colors as soon as money starts being the factor. The reality of the situation is, yeah, even, even the, the quote-unquote cool billionaires who smoke weed on Joe Rogan, they are, uh, they are only obsessed with their capitalist profits and i want that's just goes to show even further that uh once you hit that certain profit margin you're no longer capable of being a good person absolutely there's like nobody is i'm not certainly um arguing against prosperity not in the sense that you know ultimately i'm arguing against you know the capitalist system as it is But I think that in a socialist, in a communist system, you would have prosperity, but it would be, it would be spread out. It would, it wouldn't be quite so concentrated. And we could, if we, like, like I said earlier, if we just take, if we just cut every billionaire, um, cut every billionaire's wealth down to uh, one or maybe two million, if we're feeling generous, we would have so much excessive money to completely redesign every country in the world. Of course. Not to mention all the, you know, like you said, we said earlier, you seize the means of production as soon as you seize their money. Yes. And you also have basically now all of the uh, machinery you need to continue a, an economy on a scale that is going to be better for people. 
Yeah, um, unfortunately, the reality is that it's going to take a lot more than what's going on now to really make that happen. We're we're finally seeing some first steps, which I think is good, but uh, I don't think that the plague of billionaires is going to be over for uh, some time still. Yeah, we've got a, a little ways to go before we can decide whether we're going with the guillotine. Yeah, for now, uh, the best we can do is try not to support them, speak ill of them when you have the platform to do so and uh yeah don't protect billionaires yeah but otherwise uh we understand you have to live in their world so you know we're all living don't in their go, world don't man. uh you also can't just suddenly give up your job just because it's making them more money than it's making you it's uh been good to at least get the chance to rant about these problems um uh, just so you guys know, we, if you have your own thoughts on billionaires, whether it be a solution to them or if you want to offer us your lib take on why billionaires are a good thing, go for it. You know, if that's how you're feeling. I would but, love um, to hear some of that. <laughs> but yeah, uh, you can contact us at unsociablistpod at gmail. Is it the unsociablistpod or just unsociablistpod? Just, it's uh, unsociablistpod, U-N-S-O-C-I-A-B-L-I-S-T pod at gmail.com yeah, and uh, we'll be able to take all your questions there if I you mean, have them not just questions we'd love to hear your comments again we'd be we'd be thrilled on i mean sure we would love the, to laugh at some lib takes but we'd really genuinely be thrilled if you wanted to contact us with your methods of handling the billionaire crisis absolutely we'd love to hear um solutions to these sorts of really inter like entangled questions i think that um, they have to be creative, and I think that open source creation is probably the smartest way for it. Yeah, I mean, or if you just want to say hi, we're we'll try to respond to everything. I, I mean, our email does blow up pretty quick. We probably oh, yeah, we have an average of zero messages per episode, so you know it's a serious business. It is. <laughs> In the meantime, though, uh, this has been the unsociablists. S- stay cool and stay socialists, peoples. <laughs> stay safe out there in solidarity, y'all. It can be told in few enough words. We are not certain of his intentions even yet. They talk. So I am told. As Gotham was left stripped of her greatest frenemy, Bruce Wayne the Batman, A void opened. People of lesser means felt safe to go out at night. The streets were filled once again with the scum of poverty. Only one man smart enough to invest in super suit technology is capable of writing this historic tragedy. Commissioner, I don't think he's coming. I think we should shut off the bat signal. Uh, I guess you're right. All right, shut it down. What the hell? Did did you turn that back on? No, sir. That would be me, Commissioner. Who the hell are you? I, my esteemed lawman, am the Coil, Gotham's new savior. With Wade's fall from grace, the city could use a new billionaire superhero. I mean, regular superhero. Maybe one with a slight South African accent who the internet loves for some reason. That sounds a bit vague. If we have a new super-powered vigilante in town, I'll need to know who we're dealing with. Well, I can't tell you that, Commissioner. All I can say is that I'm the brightest mind of our time. 
and very closely associated with a pioneering new electric vehicle company. I won't tell you which, though. T Tesla? Hence my very clever name, The Coil. Oh, God. Gotham is fucked.